Aquí estamos. Check, check. Here we are, Café Fuerte. It's Amy on the mic right now. We got Adrian Viajero. Do you ever let people call you Adrian, or is it just Viajero? Uh, it's either one. Either people, one? Yeah, either one? People know me But we've got very, very incredible contemporary artists, uh, activists, all these things kind of wrapped up in this semi-Amazon of a man, but not really. Very strong, strong Puerto Rican man. <laughs> um, very happy to have him here tonight. Uh, this is our episode six, and it's about to get real. Bam. Let's get into it. Hey, guys. It's Nick. Um, so we have Viajero here with us. Very excited. My fellow Boricua. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get right into it. Yeah. Um, Amy. She is on the inside. That's how I feel when she has Dominicans here and I'm fake Dominican. People just. Right. So. You're Puerto Rican by association. Don't she worry. She definitely is. She says Good. puñeta okay. more than me. Like, let's just. <laughs> Yeah, that is what that is that like not that is that is I I, I only know like my tias that are like puñeta yeah my grandmother used to talk like that like that's like some real <laughs> hibara shit like you some hibara that's you in your past life we had a, we had a whole conversation about Amy in her past life which you have we did so you got to leave you were like first oh, of all it was wow. not <laughs> <laughs> It was not age, but like no. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah, exactly. Don't play me. You didn't have age. Wow. wow. <laughs> no. I okay, so before our mics cut out, I was saying that <laughs> Amy and I had this amazing conversation at this boiler room like barbecue. Shout out to boiler room because they're like very close to my spot. Rosie Perez. Shout out to Party Call Rosie Perez and Christian, Christian. Who, who does our, um, oh, he's, he's CF behind the scenes, but he's CF still. He's squad. My brother, my brother. Um, we had this conversation about Amy being um, a an old Puerto Rican guy, a younger Puerto Rican guy, like in the 80s early 80s that was just mad cool like too cool for his own good and died from AIDS and like no, that's no, why no, no, she's no, no. secretly she Puerto Rican but she didn't AIDS. die from AIDS in real <laughs> life guys I'm just saying that she oh died from AIDS in her past life that's why she's so down like she loves the gays she's very Puerto Rican even though she's Dominican like this is who she is this is I love you for that though this is this is our explanation for the Puerto Rican episode as to why Amy's Puerto Rican in real life that's why Listen, I was fucking Chichi Rodriguez before I understood what the hell a Chichi Rodriguez was. Anybody who watched Two Wan Fu would know what I'm talking about. I'm definitely John Leguizamo's long lost sister. So I was a very flamboyant Puerto Rican man in my past life. Anyway, I don't even know how we got off on that tangent, but we got we got V here. So V, we're gonna start you off like we start off everyone. Yes. How do you take your coffee? And how do you when you lost your virginity? Oh man. I thought I was going to dodge that one. Um, <laughs> how do I take my coffee? Um, I think, I I mean, I'm a nostalgic kind of person, so I like my coffee. Like, abuela made it, you know, just cafe con leche. Straight up. Yeah, no, you made you made it good. You made it good. I give you props. You you, you, like, you did it just like gonna, abuela, yeah. You're going to yeah. cook the milk? I'm yeah, like, uh, no, because I saw that you were going to pour it in the cup. I saw you. I was about and, and to, then you, and, and then you, like, and then you caught yourself, and you were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! I, c I can't, 
I got it. Very observant. And, and then you asked where the pot was. Right. I, I caught it. I caught the whole right, thing. Right, right. I was um, like, you know what? Nah, this is definitely one of those type of nights where you got to have it the right way. Yeah, man. I went out this of my is way. A I Latina, a Latina household, man. We got to do it the right way. This is the first episode. Yeah. This is. This is. But, um, but I think it also depends on where I am. Like, you know, um, I've traveled a lot, so... I, like, I don't ask for cafe con leche when I'm in, like, West Africa or something like that, right? Like, I, um, so I am I love uh, strong coffee, black, straight as well. So. I'm assuming that's how you like your women, too. You have to. Strong and dark, yes. <laughs> my, Shout out my to woman. the next beauties. Yes. Don't try to dodge the question. Oh, my, my virginity question? <laughs> yes. Um... The magic number of 14. What is up with 14? I th- yeah. I think that's how is. you know. That's how you know he listens, though. Cause it's he high like school, the magic man. It, it's 14. high school. High school does 18, it to you. Though. Like, I don't get the whole. I was 20. But that's that's good. That's good for the. Okay, for the everybody was having fun longer than I was. Than I was. Damn. The good girls. Once At again. 14, man. Yeah. 14. Someone should go to no. I was gonna say. Look, man. I think I think um. I grew up. I grew up in a house that like. Wait, my my parents. Uh, well, so we moved to New Jersey in my freshman year of high school. So, junior high school, I was uh, living in a border of Borough Park and Bensonhurst. We were the only kind of Puerto Rican family in the neighborhood. So I kind of grew up a little, I grew up in a lot of different neighborhoods in Brooklyn that were never like Latino centric neighborhoods. So we were always like the typical kind of like Latino Puerto Rican family in the whole neighborhood. Like the poster. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was rough. So um, I got into some trouble in junior high school. My dad, you know, was like, we're going to move to New Jersey. and, um, And yeah, so I... We moved to New Jersey, and that didn't really help right. much for me. And what when part we moved Jersey back, though? Old Bridge, like Middlesex does County, that mean, does it's that like mean Middle like Jersey. Was it a good area in Jersey at that time? It was no? nice, but it was it, it was kind of like a neighborhood where I guess a lot of people that came from like bad areas were you know found yeah. like the nice spot to live, right, the nice right. area. So like I found all the bad kids in my neighborhood that was like, <laughs> oh, you good. from you from Patterson or you from Newark, right? Like right. those are my homies because they they were very much like a New York urban uh, character, you know, versus right. like the the kids that grew up in that area were very pale and <laughs> uh, boring and right. playing soccer and uh, rugby and sh- stuff like that. But that's the bad concoction of like, you know, you being in a place where you don't, yeah, where there's nothing to do, right? You're like you're in a New Jersey in a rural area and you find things to do. And you go to parties at fourteen years old and you you know uh, meet <laughs> girls right. and you start drinking at a young age and you lose your mind and you don't know what you're doing. So right. um so yeah. So, so I don't know if you're trying to lead me to get into the story. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't mind, but I mean, I don't know what yeah, you're doing. What was I don't. It like, I mean, it's. <laughs> I always find it interesting to ask guys what their first time was like, because I feel like girls oh, are so man. insecure, and we're so like, oh my god. Yeah, everything's about the way we look. So I wonder, if it doesn't well, matter with y'all. Like, 
No, I mean, I, I think I think it depends. Like, I think, you know, it depends on what your circle is. I think it depends on what, you know, your, your experiences are before you lose your virginity, right? Like, you know, if you're around friends and people that are giving you that confidence, right, to be like that macho, machismo, like, yo, like, you know, you haven't had sex yet, but you already know how to holla at girls and you think you're a player, you know? Like, I think it's a little, um, you have a level of confidence, um, but my first time, uh, one of my best friends, he invited some girls to hang out in our house, and, um, and it just, just happened. Yeah, right. just kind of like went in the room, Did and y'all even it, to, like, was, it was like it was like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was fourteen, man. Like, don't we won't. You know what I mean? It happens, man. That was you know. That's so so, funny. so yeah. Would you ever would you ever tell your daughter that story? Of course, of course. I think um you know, I think to explain to her not the way I just said it, but to explain to her like <laughs> the scenario of like you know, at what age maybe I would have to think about it, you know? I didn't say, you know, I would tell her when she was 14. <laughs> I'd tell her when she's maybe 40 or something like that, but no, but but um no, I think I think, you know, I want to be a, I'm going to be that dad. I'm already that dad with my daughter that, like, Very wants honest. to talk to her and be open. And, like, you know, um, she's a beautiful little girl being five years old. And I see the little boys in kindergarten already, like, oh, you know, crushing on my little five-year-old. Oh, and She hasn't come home and said, Papi, I have two boyfriends. She hasn't done that yet? No boyfriends yet. But, but she has come home one time, and uh, she told her mom the story first. So there's already like the the uh, I don't know like this weird like she 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 has this fear to tell me something right she already kind of had that like hesitant right Mm -hmm. so she told her mom like the one of the little boys in her class kissed his hand and touched her arm right so I was like I'm like what okay um. Yeah, I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And but you're in pre-kindergarten. Like, what what what's going on? Um and then her mom called me and we we're on FaceTime and she's like, you know, she was like embarrassed. She's like hiding her head like in her mom's shoulder and stuff. And she's like, you know, tell Poppy what what happened today in school. And she was laughing. <laughs> Talking about babies. My yeah. baby. So oh. Yeah, so we're, like t- we're talking about my little my little lady and her her crush. Um, so she, when I asked her, I'm, you know, it's like, what happened today in school? And she was embarrassed, and then she told me that I forget the kid's name. I should remember his name. I forgot his name. I hate you so much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I you forgot can't his have name. It out for a five year old. Yeah, and um, and she told me what happened, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? You know, I messed with her a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I gave her like I showed her my fist. I'm like, I'm gonna go. You better tell him not to kiss you again. And she started laughing. Like she knew I was only joking, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it was it was still kind of an awakening, right? To uh-huh. say like even as innocent as it is, it is innocent, right? They're young, they're innocent, right? But um, you like I like I don't know what that kid's home life is, right? I don't know what he sees, right? Or what right. he you know what's happening to him? God forbid, right? That's inappropriate. So. After that, we kind of, me and her mom had to sit down and, like, talk to her about, like, you know, 
uh, the touching and kissing with with the other Was kids in like tough? her school. No, I think I think it's natural. I think you know my mom did it to us when we we're when we we're little. You know, like up to now, still, right? She's very like. I think it's kind of crazy because she's five. Like my mom yeah. had this conversation with me when I was like twelve, eleven. Like, yeah. So this is what sex is. This is what kissing is, and like you right. know, this is what you should. No, nah, but we didn't. I didn't. We didn't go that deep. The sex, you didn't. Obviously, no, or kissing. Five. It was more. It was more about like. Like, nobody other than mommy and papi are supposed to kiss you, right? Especially, like, in your face or touch your face or touch your privates and, like, things like that, right? Like, um, you know, her pre-K was, like, uh, that she should already be able to go to the bathroom by herself. Like, we'll walk her and she should be able to clean herself, right? So, um, you know, we explained that to her, too, right? Like, you know, you have to be able to do that because people aren't supposed to you know, that, that you don't want, that you don't know, touch you there and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it, Does she it, it was, what you're yeah, yeah, well, yeah, like the yeah, 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 and, and, and she's yeah, such a loving nice. kid, man, like, she's a beautiful spirit, you know, and like, you know, um, last year we had a, a talk with her, or maybe a few months ago, mm-hmm. about hugging men, right? Like, because, yeah. like, she runs to me and she gives me hugs and she, she gets so loving and she, she, like, buries her face, but, um, so her face goes kind of like around around there right, 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 but right. she does that with with you know like my dad and like my you know her uncles like she'll run and she'll do that and it's innocent again right, right. and so you know I taught her like look you know if it's not Bobby right you can run and give give Dio and give whoever give you like know whoever a hug but you hug them. them on the leg right like you go to the side and you hug their leg or if they've if they're standing in front of you, then you don't go into their hugs, right? You like reach up and let them bend over and you hug them, right? Like right. just certain, you know, certain things that we didn't make a big deal out of like, don't, you know, and don't do this and make her afraid, but right. just teaching her little habits that she won't even realize that it's because of this, uh-huh. right? It's just a habit of that's how you're supposed to hug, uh, you know, an older, an adult male, right? Yeah. Like yeah. not sitting on laps of, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. you know. I mean, I think it's like when when is there ever a, a proper time to talk about something like this? You know what I'm saying? It's like we jumped from one thing. It was ha ha ha. And then it was very <laughs> serious. But yeah, it's very man. necessary. No, it's, it's I have a daughter, dad, man. Yeah, you, know, you got, you know. These first times of having absolutely, had absolutely. You know, I mean, it's important. You guys are talking to, you know, ladies about their first time having sex and you know things like that where Mm -hmm. if you go back right and like you you know you talk to a dad about the communication with his daughter you know what the relationships were right like good or bad right like you know you can't always be like oh this girl was like that because she didn't have a relationship with her dad or like there was something with her dad and it's like it has you know it it it's, it is an individual kind of choices and, and you know and things like if a girl has sex when she's like 12 or 13 years old it's not because she had a bad upbringing or something like that right it's like an individual choice it's a feeling it's whatever whatever you get into That's a right good perspective i never thought about it that way like not yeah. judging sexuality no nah, man especially I, even at a young age yeah i think i think because it's curiosity right it is you know it's not your household right like you you live in society like especially nowadays like we have internet and we have like back in the day you can say like yo what was your house like because that's all you had 
your household, your neighborhood, your friends, like that's all you had was that those kind of circles. But now you have the world at your fingertips, the internet, and like, you know, it's a, yeah, the access yeah, the ha- is. Yeah, I mean, sexually and, be, and beyond, there's like. Yeah, and, and beyond, yeah. Sorry, girl. No, no, the things that can kind of like traumatize you early on if you're not careful and i think that's why it's just draw you in right it's yeah. it's even before you get traumatized it's it's that like if you think of like the cartoons with like the the smoky hand that comes and it's just like <laughs> go like this yeah. to you <laughs> right terrifying. <laughs> exactly but that's you know that's kind of it's temptation right mm-hmm. and you know temptation nowadays because of the internet and certain things like come at an earlier and earlier age and like mm-hmm. you have to start educating the youth and your kids at an earlier and earlier age you know it's no more like you know i'm gonna be naive to think that my daughter is not gonna be curious about kissing or anything like that when Play she gets doctor. to doctor yeah that's that's the biggest trick <laughs> the doctor <laughs> chill she's not playing, playing doctor. doctor she's not playing playing doctor. house <laughs> <laughs> playing house Playhouse was the setup. It was yeah, or giving the baby, giving your daughter a, a baby doll and having a, a stroller and having yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't like you know. That. I had a lot of stuffed animals, but I never had like a baby doll. Like my mom wasn't with that. Yeah, yeah. my daughter has them. I remember me me having like a discussion with her mom about getting her a brown babies. I wanted to make sure she had brown babies. I'm like, right. I'm right. like, look, yeah, like she's gonna have brown baby dolls. Like, you know. Right. So speaking about your daughter, yeah. what would you tell her about love? Well, man, love. Love is, is beautiful. It's wonderful. I'll give her all the positive advice about love. I think um, for her not to fear love, right? Um, I think, um you know, to be truthful and open and because love doesn't just come in relationship, right? Love is love. Like it's a love for life. It's a love for humanity. It's a love for your culture, for, you know, an understanding of if you can love your culture and you can love human, you know, human life and and all of that, then loving another human being in a relationship, you know, uh, it's a little different because you're dealing with like personalities and things like that but you know it's it it deserves the same respect right like it all uh, deserves the same level of respect I I think the hurt part right comes in when that comes in I think or if it ever comes in um, um, you know I forget the name of the poem but I before I had a daughter I found this poem online, um, and it was from a, a female poet. I, f- I forget her name, and she. Ac- the name of the poem was was "If I Had a Daughter," and it was everything that she is talking. She's talking to her daughter about about love, about life, and saying like um, that she's gonna be there, right? Teaching her life lessons to her daughter, mm-hmm. and it's a mom talking to her daughter, but in my head, like, before I had a daughter, I'm like, this is exactly, you know, what I want to do, right? I mean, she has her mom, her mom's going to talk to her and teach her from a woman's mm-hmm. perspective, you know, what pain and how to deal with that pain is, mm-hmm. you know, and for me, you know, I want to be able to do the same thing to show her that, 
you know, dads are their first love, right? So make sure that I don't hurt her in a way at all ever that she would expect to be hurt by any other man, any other male in that same way. Um, or think, or the opposite, that, like, my dad will hurt me the same way this person hurt me, and, yeah. you know, it's just being there, and it's pure love, like, just giving love. And I kind of, I love that we're having this conversation with a man, because, or especially a man that has a daughter, in mm. particular. Right, being a creative. <laughs> but my father yeah. was very, when it comes to love, yeah. we didn't talk about it as kids. It wasn't, it was... It was very like you're not there so we're just not going to talk about it you know what i mean and then right. when i got older like now i'm 20 years old and i have conversations with my father about like mm -hmm. the men that i'm dealing with or like right. any issues that i'm going through and my father i remember one time this guy like literally like ripped my soul like out of my body i was mm -hmm. working a show and um he was there with a girl mm -hmm. but the day before he was texting me and I just didn't know how to mentally, like, I was really young. I was mad young. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I just put on this face, like, you can't fuck with me. Mm. Like, I just, whatever. And I called my dad. I remember calling my dad and be like, yo, I need you to come get me. Because I was mm. so, like, enamored by this guy. And I remember getting in the car and telling my dad, like, everything that happened. Like, it was, like, this big traumatic experience. Because I'm dealing with it. I'm the one that's trying mm -hmm. to work the event and work my emotions at the same time. I'm 21, mm -hmm. 20 years old. Like, working a double XL event mm -hmm. and my father was like oh he's a player next <laughs> and I'm like I'm like okay dad like it was yeah, that man. it was that but yeah. my father is like he you have to say it's like very pretty boy like from Brooklyn born and raised like in the 70s when niggas still had cars like very poppy true yeah. yeah. so my dad like Amy loves my dad like she loves old <laughs> pictures of my dad she like he was all I about mean, like so th this is this is how I hope my daughter. This is how I hope my daughter talks about me when she's 28. By the way, <laughs> my, my, dad, my dad was cool. My dad was cool as shit. But everybody yeah. loves my dad. Yeah. Everybody loves him. But it's like I love the fact that like my father wasn't so like he. First of all, my dad was a dad that didn't have a dad. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like he didn't even know where to start with that. So he right. would treat me like one of his boys, but still mm -hmm. like. Nicole, like you're a girl, like be a, yeah, yeah, be yeah. a lady. But still, yeah. he would be like, okay, so now what? You know right. what I mean? Like yeah, next, yeah, yeah. that's like if you're having conversation with your boys, you're like, right. damn, this girl like broke my heart. She ripped it out of my yeah, soul. And your boy, yeah, and your yeah, boy yeah. is like, damn, that's whack. And they sympathize right. with you, but it's like she's a hoe. Now what? Next. You see that? You that's a, that's I mean? that's like, that's exactly how the relationship with my mom is, right? Or it has always been, right? What that. your grandma though too? I feel like you're super close to your grandma. Or no, my. Show you can talk no, about your mom. What was that? Um, my mom was was the same way that that uh, Nick is explaining how her relationship with her dad is that my mom was always there to. We talk about relationships ever since I was a teenager. You know, she'll yes. kind of tap into my. I give a story. For example, I was sixteen, seventeen, maybe. I had a, a girlfriend at the time. We went to Puerto Rico, me and my mom, my family. Um, we were out on the balcony of the place where we were staying overlooking the beach and we were like in San Juan and, and I'm sitting on the balcony by myself and my mom comes out and she sits with me and we're just, just talking, right? So my mom found the opportunity to be like, you know, bonding, right? And she's like, you know, um, how's your girlfriend? And 
And I think at the time I was just kind of like not like I kind of wanted to break up and I, you know, just didn't know how to do it, you know. So mom I'm explaining. <laughs> What's that? How to mom gave you tips? Yeah. Mom was like, yeah, she gave me she gave me tips. She, you know, you know, my mom has always been about taking care of your of taking care of you first. Right. Um, you know, I grew up extremely independent. My mom could tell you stories about before I knew how to walk, I was crawling backwards down the stairs out of our apartment to go to my godmother's house that lived downstairs just because I, you know, didn't want to be, like, if I wanted to leave, I'd just go, right? Um, people would try to give me hugs, and I'm like, get off of me, right? Like, so, um, what's that? Odioso. Is what you're Odioso. <laughs> no, it's easy. So, and, you know, even with my mom, I was like that as a baby, you know? And my mom tells me, she's like, you know, you were like, you were so independent that like it used to hurt my feelings sometimes because I would want to give you so much love and like be on you and and you were so like you know mm -hmm. I just want to move and I want to like do stuff and like get off of me and Don't hold me back, right? yeah you know <laughs> what would you tell your daughter about sex oh man she's only five so I give me give me another <laughs> Give me another you know 10 years before we get into this podcast. We ask, yo. we ask, we ask people these questions. Usually later in the show. We ask people these questions, yeah. and they're usually like, they come up with this great elaborate answer because it's such real life for you. You were like, so nah. Like, <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> so I'm like, nah. I'm talking about like tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, you know, I think, I think it's because... Um, It, it's great to have like the the philosophical and beautiful answer of like how you want to communicate with your child right? right but when it gets to that point right when you actually have to talk to your daughter like if you're leading you know you have to kind of pick up the signs of like what's what kind of personality does my daughter have you know um you know we're joking around i took her to puerto rico a few weeks ago and there was a little boy that was that was her age and I saw she was crushing on him a little bit, right? Like right. they were, you know, I have videos. They're like, you know, she's, she's dancing to the music. And, her, you know, his mom is like, go ahead, go dance with her, go dance with her. And he didn't want to do it, but, you know, hesitant. And then he got up and he tried to take her hand and dance with her. And she's like, get off me. Right. You know, like, stop, get off me. And she wanted to dance by herself, right? Of course, so her dad is just like, I'm like, right? Like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, yes, right? <laughs> so already like in other things too but already i can see she's she's gonna have like the independent spirit that i had right mm -hmm. of like if i don't want you or i don't want to do then i'm just not gonna do it or and you you're not gonna do it right i'm so just empowering her to to make decisions that like that make her feel comfortable right and and that she's in control of herself she's i'm just i'm just the person here to take care of you and teach you and guide you you're uh, your own individual you're a right. human being on on this earth your experiences are going to be different than mine right. you know my parents used to tell me, like my mom it's you it, it would be like all the all the shit that you're doing ain't new i've, I've done it before aye, aye. and i'm like yeah everybody's done stuff before right but how we get there our experiences are different how we how we handle that it may not be as natural to me as it was for you right like so if you went through it and you got hurt and I'm going through it, yeah, I can possibly get hurt too, right? Or not. Or not, right? right? So, 
and the same thing with my i think you know for my daughter like if i have to talk to her about sex i feel like you know that is a it's intimate and it's a personal thing right so i think for her to understand what that is what you're giving to someone is is very uh precious right and if that person doesn't understand how precious that that is then um then i would say to just think about it be careful before you know i can't i'm i can't no chastity belts in 2017 <laughs> you know like i can't lock you up like uh, as much as i would love to to be like no nope, you're staying in the house until you're you know 21 but um yeah man you know like i said it's it's beautiful for me to think that that's how things are gonna go out but you never know how they're gonna play out so do you have um have have women been a big influence in like the decisions you made growing up did they have like an impact on like because mm. i mean you sound really independent mm-hmm. and also to like a fault where you mentioned earlier like getting into a little bit of trouble but mm-hmm. even with all that has there been like almost like a guardian relative maybe not necessarily mom or like your aunt or has there been like a uh, real big presence in women in your life i think i think because of my mom like i think you know my mom was raised by her grandmother my mom has a, a you know her upbringing you know wasn't easy yeah. and it didn't it didn't click for me until i got older to understand what my mom was trying to teach us because of what his what her history was right. so you know I, her her lessons and her influence on me has always been um it, it has always been there you know my mom is a religious spiritual woman so like her prayers i believe did a lot for me and my grandparents my grandmother um my great-grandmother, the little bit that I knew of her when I was little, you know, was a huge influence on my mom. So I feel like, you know, she stays with my mother and my mom is, you know, um, you know, sharing what she gets from her to me and, and, to, and to my daughter. And um, so, yeah, I feel like me being able to communicate with my daughter and feel that, that comfort of wanting to be that dad that my father wasn't my dad was like hard and doesn't know how to love right he doesn't know how to like give you a hug and kiss you and tell you like you know i love you he does now you know but right. it took him a long time like when we were little that it wasn't that's not what it was right. you know so my mom was the one who was like that and she you know her sensitive side right that me being a a sensitive person like that, you know, a very passionate and loving person. I owe that to my mom. So. Yay, yeah, yay to mommies. Yep. And so she and she's my biggest supporter. In case she hears this podcast, she comes to everything. She's a bus driver in the Bronx. Oh, I love that. Why, 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 why you gotta put me on the spot like that? No. Yeah, no, no, nobody visit my mom on her bus. <laughs> Don't get on her bus. Be harassing my mother. But she's a bus driver in the Bronx, so she, people get on the bus and they, they've seen her my stuff before, and they're like, oh, you know, you either Yahedo's mom, or if there's somebody that she may think that they'd be the kind of person that would come to an art exhibit, or she starts talking to a passenger and tells about my son is an artist. She's like giving my cars to so people. Your mom is- 
Your She's my momager, my momager. <laughs> That's what we call her, my momager. Yeah. I so. love that. So let's shift gears a little bit and yeah, talk about please. what you do. Um, sure. You're an artist, and is it safe to say you're an activist as well? Or sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what is it exactly the work that you do? Um, so a lot of my a lot of my work um, is portraiture. Um, I I I try to focus a lot on Puerto Rican culture and Puerto Rican history. Um, I don't only stay in that lane. I, I you know try to connect the dots with other cultures and um, and histories as well. But I try to st- I try to tell our stories in my work. What other cultures do you cover outside of like Puerto Rican? Um, well, I've done um, exhibits uh, that focus on Mexican culture, so like like Dia de los Muertos. But even even by doing something like that, I love that thank you, thank you. Actually, that was my introduction into because like growing up, Dia de los Muertos was like mm-hmm. something a little different in DR. Right, um, right. it's actually kind of scarier. <laughs> Um, but then I mm-hmm. came across your work, and, and mm-hmm. that was kind of like my way into learning about cool, the beauty cool. and really celebrating death in, in a way that I didn't really grow up. Like yeah, I think I think that was the goal for me and Ben to to put together this this. Um, at first, the first one that we did was in in Frustetic in the backyard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what we wanted to do was was to introduce that Dia los Muertos is not is not just a Mexican holiday, right? It right. is the most um, I don't even say celebrated, but like, like, uh, like known, I would say like, it's, it's the most beautiful, the way they do it. Right. It's very colorful. They go all out and they do like mm-hmm. this extravagant celebration. Right. But there's a movie now coming out cartoon. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there was cute. crazy, like, like lawsuits and stuff because they were trying to, they were trying to Disney. That was a Disney movie. Yeah. They were trying to, uh, uh, I guess, trademark or, or patent the words Dia de los Muertos for like merchandise and all this stuff and, and then you know people protesting they were like yo you, you're trying to yeah you're trying to copyright our culture like you can't do that right. so um but the cartoon is probably cute but that, that yeah part I'm sure cute, yeah, yeah yeah but I mean I, I touch on a, a, like African um, culture as well and like you know and how that still connects to either us as as a minority group Right, like how I did with Dia los Muertos was, it's not just a, a Mexican holiday, right? Or it's Mexican celebration. It's in DR. It's in Puerto Rico. It's in um, Ecuador. You know, it's it's calling it Dia los Muertos is is the Mexican name. Saying that you're you're honoring and celebrating your ancestors is everywhere, right? Right. Yeah. So that that's what I wanted to highlight. You know, we created an altar and all, you know people from different backgrounds, different cultures added to this just one big altar, um, different, you know, I religions. That. I love uh, that. I feel like I'm I'm paying homage or like I guess honoring my grandparents and, and my uncles when I clean the Pantheon in Rincon. Like that's my version of like cleaning and right. trying to just show and we pay for other people to clean it and everything. Right. But I think whenever I go, I try to go and clean the Pantheon. Like that's one of mm-hmm. my activities just because I feel like very connected to my grandfather and his work mm-hmm. and then like my grandmother and like the suffering that she went through. I feel like yeah. a lot of that has played a role in my life as a woman and especially Wonderful. as a Puerto Rican woman. So Wonderful. Yeah. I and then so you d- also do defend Puerto Rico. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny, man, that you mentioned what you do for your grandparents because that that's that's really how I started, like, my work. My grandfather, um, you know, Amy and I have spoken about this before. Like, my the way I grew up and the things that I've done in my life, I've always ha- I haven't always been an artist, you know. I've veered away in different different paths in my life um, until my 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 grandfather was a was a painter um, he actually named me Viajero by by making jokes he called me Viajero because I was traveling back and forth to Miami and New York and um, when he passed I could so see that I could see some like old ass like, yeah yeah like Puerto Rican man like, mira este aquí que viene viajero yeah, that's exactly how it was <laughs> yeah 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 that's yeah. exactly how it was families will talk shit about you they're proud of you but they're yeah. gonna shit talk you while they're proud of you does that make sense it's a very like Latino like parent yeah <laughs> man and it was I was dating someone in Miami and I, I had they lived upstairs from us and I, I used to go upstairs like every time I came back from a trip I'd go upstairs and you know bendicione to my grandparents or whatever and I guess I was you know, he was either thinking about me and asking where I was or whatever. And then when I got there, he's like, ah, mire, que te aquí, viajero, like that. And, um, but it didn't hit me, right? It was, I, re- I remember that day, but it's not, it was like, oh, that's going to be my art name, right? Yeah. I still remember that moment. And when he, when he passed away in 2006, um, I used to always wear like fedora hats and stuff. And, and he always wore them. And... Uh, my my grandmother and my dad they they gave me his hats that he had right as like this is the connection other than the art you know this is the connection that you have with your grandfather and I, I hung it up in my apartment one day and I'm sitting on my couch and I'm facing the hat and I had a, a suitcase like an old suitcase as my coffee table and I was just drawing a character and I gave him a suitcase because it was right in front of me and I'm looking around and I drew the hat that was on the wall and Orange. It was like a Samsonite. Those like vinyl. Did you orange ever Samsonite. leave it at Freshetic? I did. Yeah, that was the. I have that. You do? Yeah, I That's do. the suitcase that I used for the uh, for the piragua cart. Are you serious? Yeah, it was the half That's half a suitcase. Got <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, 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 insane. yeah. Yeah, because the other side I have because I had it was cut out. It said Viajero on one side, mm-hmm. and then the other side was just, just the, the plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that, man. You got part of my family history right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, mean, I got to make sure yeah, I got yeah. it. I'm, I'm like taking care of it. If you ever throw it away, give it back. I'll, I'll take it back. Oh, okay. But, um, no, I'm kidding. But um, anyway, fast forward. That it just, um, I, I, I honestly, I didn't know the name Viajero like, was, was Traveler, right? It didn't, it didn't just click for me. So I, I actually gave him a name, and I was like, oh, the Traveler. Like, and I wrote it, and I'm like, it just didn't. It just sounded weird, right? Like, it was very, like, Latino-inspired. Like, I'm looking at him. It's like, this is like an old Puerto Rican dude. It was an old man, you know? And I'm like, the traveler just doesn't fit. And I and I did, like, a... Uh, I looked through the Spanish-English kind of book to, like, translate traveler. And it was Viajero. And I'm like... And for some reason, I heard my grandfather's voice, like, when I read it. And I was like, that's, that's him. And then I... I kept drawing that same character in different places and um he became viajero you know that character was viajero and um i was like doing work and and showing people this character 
and they for some reason were associating me with that character and saying oh that character looks like you i'm like that shit doesn't to me i'm like that shit doesn't look like me that's fucked up if you're gonna say it looks like me he's got a big ass head he's an old man you know so but then it, it it and people just started calling me that and and um and i just roll with it yeah i'm like big head he's old like he's got a hunchback and shit like yeah man but um like but that's where it started ego. and like and because of him you know like I started to dig into my history, personal family history and uh, culture, and, and um, I didn't know a lot about it. So once I started getting into it, um, my shit took off. Go ahead. Do you, okay, we're not going to, we don't have to get full on. Nah, go ahead, man. Just let it go. And I, and no, because he, he has shared some, like, you know, we have similar upbringings as far as, like, yeah, yeah, family yeah. did. Yeah. And I guess the only thing I'll say is, like, your mom and dad was definitely, like, Bonnie and Clyde type Yeah, man, they were ride or die, man. My my dad at a young age was uh was a street kid. He actually was born down here in the Lower East Side at Lower East Side in uh in Williamsburg, South Williamsburg. Yeah? Yeah, he was so Do you wanna share that story? Share the story, sure. Please, yes. So So um my dad, like I said, man, was a was a was a street kid and um when he met my mom you know, my mom was like rolling with him. You know, she was young. She was younger than my dad. Where did they meet over here? Or? Oh man, they, their story of how they met is even funny. My dad used to work for the phone company at that time. Bell Atlantic. Bell Atlantic. Oh, right. Shout out to Bell Atlantic and the the, the big guy that used to do his voice. <laughs> I love that guy. So it's a uh, Earl James, right? James That's Earl Jones. Voice. James Earl Jones. So crazy. That's Darth Vader, yeah, that's oh, Darth Vader. Shit, right? <laughs> but um, so he worked for the phone company in, he, in he Williamsburg in, or um in Brooklyn. So okay. I think he was working in different neighborhoods. But my mom at the time was in um, I think it was like Flatbush. She was living in Flatbush, and um, he went to my grandmother's house to fix the phone box or whatever, right? And uh, or he was doing something, and, and apparently he met my mom's sister first outside or something like that I, I don't remember the whole story but he apparently was supposed to come and like take my mom's sister out on a date or something and she wasn't home and i guess they gave each other some locked eyes and you know and they hit it off and they started like dating and Damn. yeah yeah your mom was she's like I'm quick with it, <laughs> mom was like i like what i see i'm taking it that's that's Damn. mine <laughs> That's she's like, mine, yeah. She's like, bitch, you're not invested. You good? Yeah, you're she's invested. like, yeah, she's like, she's not here right now. I'm, I'm here though. I'm, <laughs> my <laughs> life. <laughs> nah, but, but then, um, but they, you know, they, like she said, they were, they were Bonnie and Clyde, man. You know, like I said, my dad was street smart. You know, even though he had a job and stuff, he was running the street. And um, crazy story. So they, uh. I actually don't know. I, you know, I guess they just still didn't have enough money to kind of like, you know, uh, pay for food and things like that, right? So they used to go to the uh, to the supermarkets and like, you know, steal meat and shit like that from right, the supermarket, right? right, right. right? And uh, but uh, you know, my dad also used to rob drug dealers, and uh, he. Um, <laughs> my mom's gonna kill me. But uh, you, you see, at the beginning, I was like, "Mom, I love you. I hope you hear this." Now I'm like, "Nah, she's not gonna hear this." <laughs> no, turn it off. Turn <laughs> yeah, it off. yeah, turn it off. At this point, don't, you can't hear the rest. But she, um, so anyway, so my dad and my mom. My mom didn't know what was going on. So my, you know, my dad was like, "You know, we need money. 
you know, let's, we're going to go walk. Don't go for a walk. They're walking down the street. Um, it was a drug dealer, I guess known drug dealer in the neighborhood, hanging out in front of his car. Um, my dad told my mom to walk ahead. And uh, she walked ahead, and the dude was looking at my mom and hollering at my mom. And my dad came from the side with, with his whatever kind of knife he had, and he put the dude in his car and had him in the car. So they basically kidnapped this dude. <laughs> That's basically how... It, you know, and had her mom was just like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna just go along. Yeah, well, mom, yeah <laughs> she had to, you know, and she was young. I mean, they met when they were really young, you know, so uh, they were in the car, and um, uh, apparently, uh, I don't know if they were, I don't think they were running away from the cops or something, but they ended up my dad going the opposite direction of traffic, I think going over some bridge or something, like he's driving opposite. Um, yeah, so, like, stuff like that. My mom tells me this story. She's like, yo, your dad was crazy. You know, the shit that he, like, gets me involved with. Right. Yeah, she but my mom shit. is like, but that's, you know, she came from Puerto Rico, and she's like, you know, the little innocent, but she also had a, you know, rough family, so she knew how to handle her business, but, right, right. you know. One of the many stories, though, of, like, what life was like. That was, like, yeah, people man. went out to steal all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was a thing to do. As soon as he said... My dad told my mom to just walk ahead a little mm -hmm. bit. My eyes, I was just like, mm, I already know where it was going. Because yeah. I have uncles that will rob niggas. So I was just like, okay, yep. I already know what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So the good old days. Did you, um, was there ever a time that you've, you've gone through like a heartbreak that has. Nope. More recent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, no, no, no. I'm, ki I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But like more recently, I would I would say before having a daughter because I know right now that's okay. you know she's she's your world right now. Right. But had there ever been a time while being an artist where like your work was a way out of like stressful relationships? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, and it's um I'm glad you asked me that because right like I can see that being an easy yes for a female artist right. Mm -hmm. Um that um but yeah for me definitely and i think i can go back to my previous relationships of why it was a struggle because uh for example the one relationship that i was in when my grandfather passed away right is when i started to figure out who i was right and like what i wanted and, and it finally clicked for me it was like my grandfather passed away my connection with him my interest in culture and my family history, like all these things started to just, it exploded, right? And it was like, I found my purpose, like right? Yeah, exploded. yeah, and it was like, I, I have to, I have to follow this, this energy, right? Like I have right. to figure it out. And I was with somebody, but I was with her before that happened, right? Mm. So I wasn't the way I was before that, right? Yeah. I was, I was doing bad stuff. I was, you know, I was always, and my mom is definitely not going to hear this now, but I was always the, the good, the good guy that no one expected to have a bad background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I was always like, oh, but he's working and he's going to school and he, you know what I mean? Like right. it was easy for me to mask certain things that I was doing in my life because I, I'm not a flam, like a 
flamboyant kind of like show off kind of guy like i'm very low-key i'm quiet so you know i lived in miami and lived in new york you know put two and two together and that's what i was doing and she was my girlfriend at the time and i was like i want i wanted a good girl right i didn't want like all the girls that i messed with before were like in that same lane of who i of the world that I was living in, right? right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I wanted somebody that was like, she ended up being, I knew her since we were kids. She was like a church girl, good family, you know, parents still together, you know, like the right. perfect picture, right? Right. And, and I thought that's what was right for me because I didn't know what my direction was in life, right? So I was just like, ah, oh, she's a good woman. She'd probably take care of me. She'll, you know, have all the good qualities, right? And then I found my purpose with my art, and um, it revealed a lot of things about who I was and what I need and what I want. And she unfortunately didn't fit that. And I, I got to a point where I was afraid almost to say, like, because we were together for like five years, like it was a long time. I was afraid to to confront that feeling to say, like, you know, I don't think this is where I should be, right? To the point where I even got in. 15 year old you again on that same cliff, like, fuck, I want out. How do I get out? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I I even went as as far as getting engaged, though. Like, I I proposed to her because of the pressure that she even gave me, right? Of being like, what are we doing? We've been, you know, this long and blah, blah, blah. And she saw where I was going with my life. Like, I started to kind of get some direction. You know, but it just wasn't, it wasn't. So when it was one conversation, you know, I got home, spoke in the kitchen, 30-minute conversation, our five-year relationship, engagement, and everything was, was over, Holy right? Holy shit. And at first, I was just kind of like, wow, that, you know, it kind of went easy. Yeah, you know, like, and I mean, then there were, like, rough days and weeks, like, after that. For you personally? Or For like both of us. Okay, I mean, yeah. Because she wasn't from here. She was from Miami. So, like, she tried to stay a little bit because she's like, maybe he, I just got cold feet, right? She wanted to, like, stay. And, you know, she started to make her life here a little bit, going to school and, like, working. and um, So I think she didn't want to leave right away. And then when she ended up leaving, I remember you know, I used to come home from work and just, like, hang out in my apartment and watch TV, like, all night till like, 3 in the morning. And that was, like, for, like, weeks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not doing anything. Like, what? And that's, um, you know, I didn't understand what, like, like a heartbreak or depression or, like, any kind of, like, mood that it just, like, brought me down. I didn't, I didn't understand what that was. And, um, and women always think that guys are doing the worst. Meanwhile, they're just up till three o'clock in the morning watching TV. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. He's probably out here with some bitches. That's why he doesn't want to be with me anymore. And meanwhile, look, that wasn't like, always the story, though. Yeah, I mean that. In other in other that's scenarios, that was probably the truth right. too. But right. in this particular right. one, it, it was like for me, like you know, I I understood like even though I was the one who initiated, I was the one who who caused it. Who was just like, yo, we can't. It it caused me that that heartbreak because I'm like um because of her heartbreak right like I I said it and I broke it off and you know um you know all the things that we thought were like perfect in alignment she was she was my parents got married in Miami 
she was in my parents wedding at like six years old oh, we wow. have pictures of my parents wedding of her running around that's in her like dress childhood love that's yeah that's you know that's that's, that's, that's kind of a love that like people wish for like yeah that, that's exactly how we viewed it right it was like yo look we were both two little kids running around my parents wedding and look at us now right like so but that's not that's not something to like you know so is that what made you start your first piece like what was i mean you just lost your grandfather and now you're out of this so yeah five-year relationship figuring out who you are yeah. you just picked up what like a pencil a paintbrush so what happened with that was like yeah like it was during that same time so when i did that little character it was me trying to get out of not doing anything other than watching tv all day right all night yeah. whatever so I did start just drawing random stuff. Um, and then I got to the to the wood stuff by chance as well. Um, I was walking home from the train and there was a, a cabinet maker on the corner of my house. And I guess they went out of business so they closed down and they had these two big bins of wood, just like wood sticking out of the garbage dumpster. And I didn't have anything to draw on. Like, you know, because now even even I just started doing my art, like, you know, I was already in my, even though I've always been in art school, I've always been drawing, but never knew what I wanted to draw or paint or whatever. I just used to random shit. Yeah. So you found your voice yet. Yeah. So like I found this wood and I'm like, I don't have any paper or anything to do art on today. So I just took some pieces of wood out of the dumpster and went home and uh, I had a, a book from Cuba and I opened up the book. And it was a, an amazing photo of two Cuban uh, santeras with cigars. Mm. And I just drew. It's a very, I didn't know at that time, it was a really popular, it's a really popular photo. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Right, it's like one of them has glasses yeah. and she has a cigar and the other one is blowing the cigar smoke. And they're like, one of them is vieja? They're both, they're both oh, yeah, viejas. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And one is darker, yeah. one is darker skin and the other one, yeah. They're yeah, they're, you know, yeah, man. So I... I connected to that photo and I'm like, I'm going to do that. And I, and then I got really specific with how I was going to do it. So like the cigar smoke, I used the wood grain uh, to be the cigar smoke. So like I placed the image, like, you know, so I, it got really specific of how I wanted to use wood. I don't use it like that anymore because it drove me crazy. But, um, but I found the material of like what I really enjoyed using and then just trying to figure out different ways of how to how to do it um, you know finding that connection with with the wood of it being you know it, it's a, um, a living material right it was you know and and the grains like I look at it as like these are fingerprints right and these are like things that that make it like a real each one has its own identity, right? Like, yeah. so I wanted to try to connect that to, to the imagery that I was putting on it, mm -hmm. right? That each piece of wood is very unique. It's not a blank piece of paper or a blank canvas, and then I'm adding to it. I'm actually trying to incorporate its natural life into this life and, you know, blend those two things together and, yeah. you know, That's so. beautiful. I think it's crazy, though, how, like, how the beginning of, like, the beginning of forever, what that looks like for everybody. Like, it always yeah. takes some shake-up, some breakdown to, like, build up yeah, to somebody new, almost like that phoenix that I think we talked about with Roxy. Mm. Um, but, like, when you when you think about where you want to go with 
your work and mm-hmm. now having a daughter like mm. <laughs> is she involved in that world a lot like does she come to your shop does she watch yeah things? man like, that's that's my little uh that's my little partner man like yeah. i try anytime especially when there's like public art projects or mm-hmm. you know very special projects i try to involve her like she's she's uh so any mural that i've ever done and i haven't done it many i've done like three or four but every single mural that i've done with exception of the one that the first one that i did and she was in arizona visiting her family um she has her mark on it mm-hmm. or she had her mark is they're all gone now they're like painted over but you know she she helped me paint it or she you know did something yeah. um i have art pieces that you know, I'll draw something on one side of the wood and I'll turn it over and just have her go crazy and scribble and just draw whatever on the back. Um, you know, I have hundreds and hundreds of drawings of hers and, you know, I do art projects with her at home and, you know, I, I, I want her to, um, you know, this is the iPad and iPhone age, right? Like right. she's, she loves the technology of, of that kind of stuff, but, um, I, you know, me and her mom had those conversations, like, her mom wanted her to stay away from that, and I'm like, I don't want her to fall behind, right, right. of of what's current, like, I need, she needs to know how to use these things, um, but yeah, so she's, she's very much involved in my, in my work, um, she hasn't been the subject of my work yet, um, just, Yeah. Yeah, I took I took a little I took a photo of that that was kind of also part of my process and in my work was um taking my own photos of of people and um I took a photo of this little boy um just kneeling down like crouched down doing something on the street and yeah, I put I put him in different things. Like I put him in a boat, I put him in a window, I put him in a plane, like a paper plane. Um, you know, it just, it just fits like being able to, um, put him in things. Right. And I don't know, there's something he's looking right at you, right? Like there's something like he's connecting with you. And I, you know, I feel like, um, it's a, it's a good piece to, to kind of play around with and put in different settings. I, I really like doing that kind of stuff. Like when I started doing the wood stuff, I'm a collector of a lot of shit i'm not a hoarder i'm a collector no no my studio is different my studio is different because i hoard yeah i hoard in my studio because my studio yeah i mean and 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 i've done a couple of exhibits that i've had to get all this stuff to like build things so i collect yeah like like doors and like you know just junk basically like wood and different woods and stuff like that but um um, with that stuff though, like I feel like the drawings, so the process, like how I even got to what I'm doing now is like the, the drawings on the flat wood never were enough for me. Like I, I don't paint, right? Not because I don't like painting. I love paintings, but painting doesn't, like, I feel like the two dimensional work personally doesn't speak to me. Like I, I like I can't connect to it. Right. So I needed to make things three-dimensional. I needed to cut the wood and make it, like I'll draw a figure and I have to cut them out of the wood. Now they're like, I have to place them in an environment, right? Now the, 
the the background of that of that one square canvas is not um i don't want to keep them restricted to that space right i want to be able to to cut them out of that world right that one piece of square wood is is its own world and if i can cut that figure out i can place them anywhere i want and um you know that's that's the, like to your question about the little boy right yeah like there you go oh man this is like therapy that was a good one <laughs> <laughs> that was a good connection the independence just just, just sometimes sometimes yeah man and then and then playing around with objects then i started like adding objects mm -hmm. and like that have history that people look at and like you know they discard things right mm -hmm. and um there's a lot that connects what i do to my own personal history my personal memory that um, is a whole nother podcast um, <laughs> interview, if you like. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's I, I figured these things out and these connections as I were going through experiences. Right. right. When I people would ask me questions and I didn't have the answers. Right. And now I'm like, wow, like that's a good question. And mm -hmm. I go back and I, I have to answer that because I, I don't know. Why do you do? But one of them was like, why do you always draw old people? And my thing was like, oh, I love the wrinkles. Like, I love to draw. So, like, the lines, like, old people have a lot of lines, and I can, I get into that with the lines. But I'm like, right. it, it, it's deeper than that. Like, it's it, it can't just be the, um, that part of it. It has to be deeper than that. And, and deeper that than that for me is I didn't have a, a deep connection to my grandparents or great-grandparents. So, like, mm -hmm. I always sought out knowing, like, I wanted, like, if your grandfather was here, I'd want to sit and talk to him i can sit and talk to him for hours right. but I, I i couldn't do that and sit with my own grandfather you know what i mean for that long 